All right, good morning, afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. This is the Warrior Mindset and Motivation Show. My name is Eric Castillo, and today we got a, a special treat for you guys. Today we have a very successful entrepreneur, business strategist. He played in the NFL. He played for the Canadian Football League, and he helps veterans like there's no other. Uh, and that's why I asked him to come on today. And he he took the time out of his day, especially on Thanksgiving, to come on here. His name's uh, Reggie Grant. Um, awesome guy. I talked to him for a little bit, and he's he's great. Uh, so I'm going to let him give a little bit of a background about himself because he's done quite a bit of things in his in his uh his life, and it's an impressive and it's it's motivating and it's inspiring. It can definitely help uh, veterans and even people out there who are watching maybe take a little bit of notes from Reggie here on what he's done and how he was able to catapult himself and separate himself apart from his peers. So, Reggie, go ahead, take it away. Hey, I'm just a little worker bee trying to make a positive impact on the lives of people that uh, I'm connected with. And, uh, again, Reginald Grant from – I live in Los Angeles, California now, but I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Had the opportunity to attend University of Oregon on a football scholarship and – Played a little football there, and then I was uh, drafted by the Jets, made the team. So I played with the New York Jets and then up in Canada in the CFL, which then Ottawa Rough Riders signed with Miami, went down there for a little while. And so yeah, I've had a little experience there. I currently uh, am on the board of directors for the uh, Watkins Award, the National Alliance of African-American Athletes. For the tw last 29 years, we presented the premier award for African-American male scholar athletes. And that website is NAAAA.com. And that's four A's. And we, uh, you know, have about 20, 25 kids in the NFL and about 125 to help to navigate that process. And many of them are retired by now. Navarro and Tenshane Bettier, uh, Gerald McCoy, Ted Gim, Hamamazakwai, the Reed brothers, Eric Reed and, and his brother. Um, again, uh, that's a nonprofit I've worked with for the last 20 something years. So I was chairman for eight years. I work with retired NFL players, Congress. I do business strategy and corporate relations for that. That's the playerscongress.com. We are the only entity of our nature. We are a partnership with Jay's Design, the largest manufacturer of licensed jackets outside of China. And uh, so when you see a. NBA, NFL, MLB, or NHL jacket, odds are 60, 70% of the time that'll be something that's manufactured at our plant here in Los Angeles, California. And again, that's playerscongress.com, owned and operated by former NFL players. And we have a license with the NFL properties. And so again, we uh, manufacture all the team jackets. And we also have a license with the Cowboys who are you know, Jerry's a beast in terms of what he does, and they have a significant uh, following. They are America's team. They sell a lot of stuff. Jerry's yeah. uh, a, a magic magician when it comes to merchandising and marketing their Cowboys. So, uh, and again, I do a lot of uh, business strategy, coach with coach uh, CEOs, and work with startups. And and uh, I did spend a tour as a USMC in the Marine. Hoorah, Semper Fi, baby. Oh. Um, <laughs> 20, 29 Palms, I trained at. I was a Hollywood Marine, went to boot camp in San Diego, then 29 Palms, Okinawa, Japan. Uh, spent a few weeks in uh, Korea, um, 
So yes, I'm, and then I was stationed back at Camp Pendleton. And I was a 2542 and uh, ended up being a paid clerk for the 9th Com Battalion. And and uh, that experience uh, helped to shape me. And it was an honor and a privilege to be part of that, that group. And uh, I have my hats off to people that become lifers because that is a calling. And uh, we cannot live in this great country without those people willing to make those sacrifices in their families. And again, um, last week or so ago, we did the uh, Saluting Community Heroes event, which is a telephone uh, coordinated by welcomehome.vet out of Hutchinson, Minnesota. And again, that's salutingcommunityheroes.com and the other organization that coordinated it was welcomehome.vet, which is what I organization that I'm involved with the Tim Burley and, and Paul Ruffin out of Hutchinson, Minnesota. And that was a tremendous uh, event where we reached out and had um, entertainment and all kind of stuff on Veterans Day. It was fantastic. And uh, I was honored yeah, to, to be a part of that process. Event. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was, it was so cool that, you know, we were just discussing scheduling the next one for next Veterans Day. And I think that's going to become a, a annual thing. We had one young man called in, or several people were impacted, but called in and said he had, was thinking about committing suicide. He heard one of the speakers on that venue and uh, said he was getting help. So, you know, if you can make any kind of positive impact on other people's lives, that's what it's all about. I was an English teacher for 17 years. I still teach one or two classes uh, now virtually, of course, and that one class I teach is at Boston College in the summertime. Uh, which is a sports management class. Um, so again, how, how can I add value uh, tomorrow? I'm getting uh, calls and, and that kind of stuff. We're doing uh, the uh, building of a sustainable black business movement, which is uh, Los Angeles Black Business Expo is hosting that event. And that's online on Hopin, the new virtual platform that we're, we're doing that event. We'll have 40 speakers and about 50 or 60 vendors on that platform. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Los Angeles Black Business Expo. Next week, we're doing something with the California Pacific Conference. Uh, United Methodist men are using God's gifts to help others. And then on December 10th, we're doing the um, ESI Pitch Athlete Tech and Business event and working on the schedule for next year. So that's kind of a little thumbnail sketch of who I am and what we're doing. And I'm hitting, sitting here in my backyard in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Again, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, went to college in Oregon, then got drafted by the Jets, and then went to Canada. That's why I live in L.A. The weather doesn't <laughs> affect my life, baby. I'm a, I'm actually from L.A. I'm from Hawthorne. so Okay. I'm, well, I was a head coach at Losing Girl High School for two seasons. Oh, right? That's our rivals. So. That was our rivals. We used, to, <laughs> we, used to, we used to call them loser finger because when I was there in high school, go. someone lost a finger, so we called them loser finger. <laughs> <laughs> I taught at uh, Sarah down the street uh, one summer. I taught a summer program. I was an English teacher for 17 years. Um, right. and, and I heard that term for the first time when I was over at Sarah. said, lose a finger. You over a loser finger? And I was like, oh, my God. It's, so, it's, it's crazy to hear that that is still going around over there. Oh, it's still like... going around, man. It's still going around. Oh, we used to be rivals all the time. I was in the JROTC program, and we would constantly – it was Navy – even though I went army, but they were an army program. So we were constantly going, you know, we ended up uh, rivals on the competition field, but we would often practice together, you know, like just kind of see what kind of feeling each other out, you know? So like 
we had like a love hate relationship with losing her high school. So it was. Uh, it's amazing how you create those those relationships with people. And it's life is about people. It's about developing positive relationships with people that can elevate you. Right. And you, and you don't really think about that stuff when you're a teenager in high school. Oh, heck no. You're you, oblivious. All you think about is, I'm going to be the coolest, which I was far <laughs> from the coolest. Um, uh, see, that's all people really worry about. And then it's like, once you graduate high school, it's high school still, but it's just a different level. Now it's not really cool. Now it's like, how are you separating yourself and what are you doing for people? That's like the the re, reworded version of cool, you know? Right. Right, how are you so, making a positive impact on the lives of the people that you're in contact with? Right, exactly. Um, and I know that uh, I, re- I watched that telethon, and it was it was amazing. It was great. So many like huge names on there, and I was I was grateful to be able to talk on there with my girlfriend uh, to towards the end of the segment, which was great to give our little piece on there. Tim really asked us, and we we came on, even though time was pushed a little bit because of the band that was playing. Um, it was still good to go on there and talk, and I appreciate it. And uh, I know that the, the planning process for that was was pretty insane. From what, from oh, what that's was pretty intense. Me. Whatever you're doing, events. We do a, a lot of events now. A lot, of course, now a lot of them are virtual. Yes, but you never know what's going on behind the closed doors, and the people in the planning process are always putting out their hair. And at the end of the day, they're looking like me with a bald head, or <laughs> either that, that they have holes and gaps in their hair. Uh, all the logistical details and all the talking to people and coordinating everything, it can be challenging. And, and again, Tim Burley and Paul Ruffin did a, a tremendous job. The TV station up there did a great job. And uh, everybody from the Saluda Communities Hero Organization did a fantastic job. Again, I, too, uh, just honored to be a part of that process and to make a positive impact on people's lives. And you never know. Again, I was in the for 17 years. I'm sitting in my, my uh, home uh, Two summers ago, and I get a postcard. It said the Vatican. I said the Vatican. What the heck? I don't know anybody at the Vatican. <laughs> and it happened to have been one of the students that I had taught. Uh, I taught urban students here in Los Angeles, and then international students as well. Uh, for seventeen years, I was a full-time English teacher, and um, it was one of my ex-students that had. He was from Mexico City, and he came to America to take uh, English as a second language class program, and here at uh, Kappa, which used to be by UCLA up there. And I was a teacher there and I worked with him some and did a little tutoring. And he just sent me a thank you postcard saying, you know, I helped him along his journey. And actually I've, I'm an author, I've written a, you know, English teacher. So I've written about eight or 10 books. And so in my first book that I wrote about 2014, uh, I actually talked about the uh, uh, thought process what he had, he understood that for him to be successful in a Mexico, in USA, or, or the world, he had to master or be comfortable with academic English. And it was just, you know, great to be have had a little, little impact on his life as we went forward. And, and I was just, you know, my chest was out here that I had touched that young man in, in a positive way uh, just by, you know, doing a little tutoring and helping him. And, and now he's a, one of these big time priests at, uh, working at the Vatican. Right. That's awesome. And it's it's funny how when you get those messages randomly, because I get them time to time on how I made an impact on someone's career in the Army or they're grateful that they know me. And they, and they always come at those uh, moments where you're kind of like, at least for me, they come at those moments where you, you have that moment where you're kind of like, huh, am I really doing enough? 
Right. Did Are I, you touching I, somebody? Are you making an yeah. impact? Did, and you're, you're doubting yourself. Somebody? Yeah. And then that message comes and you're like, damn. All right. Cool. You know, it's kind of like a no, snap out of that mode. Right. And- <laughs> right. You needed that. It's like that infusion of positive energy. I do a podcast on Thursday with Arnie Costello, former Major League Baseball player. And uh, uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that same dynamic yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And we recorded the show for today, this afternoon. And that's Arnie Costell, the former baseball player, first-round draft pick of the Detroit Tigers and all that stuff. And it's just about, you know, have, being in a happy place, uh, getting things and trying to surround yourself with people that help you elevate you psychologically because the spirit and our mind is is so important to our, our happiness in life. And it's all about the quality of life, right? We have right. to find something that makes us, uh, we can be passionate about if, if possible, but something that makes you happy and smell the roses along the way in your journey because life is just a journey. We're all passing right. through here, right? What are you going to leave as your legacy? Are you going to try and you know, touch somebody else in a positive way and elevate them? Or is it going to be all me, 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 me? So, you know, I am a shark. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a businessman. Uh, I'm about the capitalism. and But uh, I'm also about, you know, making a positive impact on those people that I have an opportunity to. And, uh, you know, just elevate other people like other people have elevated me. Right. And that, that's the whole reason why I do this, especially for veterans, because I know the transition is hard and it's very difficult for some people. Some people, some veterans have it smooth and some not so much. Mine wasn't so so smooth. Mine was very hard. And the first couple of years of my transition was was very hard and dark and, and very, very difficult. Um, what? It's a stressful scenario when you're so when you take that oath that you will die what you believe in. Right. That's a, that's a literal thing. That's not a figure of speech. And so you committed your heart, and your soul and your body and your life to protect the values that we as Americans have the opportunity to live under. And so when you leave that structured environment and any structured environment, same kind of dynamic happens with, with collegiate and, and professional athletes, just not as intense because it's not life and death for the most part. But it is amazing that we all have to go through transitions and we have to figure out a way that we can navigate that process and always have to be big enough to ask for help. Right. And and that's why I did this, because it took it took me to hit the bottom. And then I thought I was at the bottom. And when I rolled over to get up, I fell some more. So I, I didn't exactly hit the bottom. And then now this is where I am. And this is why I do this show. And that's why I, I call it the warrior mindset motivation. And that's why I'm, I'm brainstorming a book now to write about <laughs> I love calling it. that calling the warrior, bringing <laughs> the warrior mindset and motivation into three different parts having that the what we have when we deploy because i deployed six times overseas so having that warrior mentality because mentality and mindset are two different things so yeah what the warrior is the structure of a warrior and then now how that mindset gets the warrior ready and then the motivation that pushes the mindset for the warrior so that's that's what i'm kind of brainstorming right now to do to write that and we'll talk about experience and things during the service and then when I came out to where I am now. So I'm in the brainstorming process of doing that. It's just very difficult. I never wrote a book before. Well, again, so- it's, it's just like everything else in life, you just have to do it, right? Yep. Do it with That's passion. It. Put it on paper, 
write it down. My daughter here, come here, come here, come here. This is one of my <laughs> knucklehead daughters. I have three daughters, 15, 17, and 27. This is Rachel Lawrence. Say hello, Rachel Lawrence. Hi. Uh, Rachel Lawrence is writing her third book. Uh, what's the new book? Uh, wishes 2. Wishes 2. She wrote Wishes, and then she did a book on poetry. What was? Um, Stranded Thoughts Speak in up. the Ocean of Poems. Stranded Thoughts in an Ocean of Poems. See, any nice. other time, you can hear it real, real loud, right? But anyway, <laughs> and her next book is Miracle Wishes 2, and that'll be out as soon as I finish the uh, process of convert from what she's written into the book format. So, again, yeah. that's Rachel Lawrence. She's 17, going nice. on 72, driving me crazy <laughs> every day. So, I have four women in the house. So, you oh. know, that's why I'm posted up in this little corner of the backyard right now. <laughs> they said, go outside. <laughs> go outside. Exactly. Well, they prepare all the Thanksgiving food. <laughs> yes. Well, mama's preparing today. They kind of oh. come in and say, I need something else from the store. That's what that's about. <laughs> Awesome. Now, um, I know that when you were giving your rundown, you talked about, and, and I looked at it too, and I know Tim Burley also works with it with uh, welcomehome.vet. So how, how did that come up? How did that whole thing start? So I'm, well, I'm curious about that. Well, Tim is a, a person that is just a dynamic in terms he helps veterans every day. People call him about to commit suicide. They need a job. Uh, they they need help with their family or family members gone and they need to get some things done. And, and Tim's just a man on the ground, has a passion, a uh, former uh, tanker, right? In the army, I think um, yeah. he was a tanker, <laughs> tanker Tim. Yeah, he was in the uh, Cold War, so, has, so I talked yeah, with him yeah. about that. Oh, that yeah. was interesting. So he has a passion for for elevating other veterans and helping people. And, and then as Paul Ruffin uh, technologist, and he's also works with the State Department when he was younger. And uh, I, I met uh, Paul a couple of years back, and and then uh, he introduced me to Tim, and ended up uh, helping them to coordinate the the company WelcomeHome.vet, which consults with communities, organizations, and businesses that work with veterans and don't understand the mindset of like you just talked about the transitions they have to transition they have to go through when they come out how we are programmed different than other people in, in the community or in the population or society because we are just doers, right? That's the one thing about military people, and that's why they're so valuable in the business community is because you can give them assignment and they'll just get that job done. And so uh, Tim and Paul and I collaborated and got together and we formed a company, welcomehome.vet, welcomehome.vet. And that actually works with business organizations, uh, communities, um, uh, economic development communities, and, uh, businesses that have veteran staffs that need training, that need intervention, that need to understand how to deal with the veteran mindset or how to provide better services to veterans. And that's where we come in. And that's how we connected with saluting community heroes and we just wanted to make a you know a positive impact, and it's a little business that works with the different uh, specific targeted of those people that are interacting with veterans and how to do that better. Right, and that that's super awesome. Uh, I looked at that web page and I was like, I was like, wow, this is it was it was it's very straightforward, uh, especially for a veteran when there's too many menus and too many things going on. <laughs> was like, no, I don't even want to do it. Like this, <laughs> I don't, I'll look at that later when I can actually focus. So I like how it's very streamlined and it's very straightforward. 
And, and like you said, uh, the, the welcomehome.vet, we are not uh, replacing the services that are provided by the military when people are exiting, but so often uh, that cycle where they actually help or technically help them uh, is, is, you know, 12, 24 months. And many times it doesn't really hit you till, you know, two years, three years out when it really kind of starts overwhelming you because you were in the military and had a million dollar equipment. And now you're out and people are, you know, not valuing those skills that you have. And it, right. and sometimes you question who you are and, and your your ability to help other people, to help your family, to, you know, and, and, and we are, many of us have PTSD and all those kinds of things that can mm-hmm. impact it on a lower level or on a higher level. And so we become a stopgap. We're just kind of supporting what's already there and kind of help people get the services that they need and connect the dots. Right. And and I, I went through that also with that questioning during that two years, because I was I was a sergeant first class. I was a platoon sergeant and then uh, made a couple of uh, foolish mistakes and then got that and then medically retired. And so at that time, during the whole career, at one point I was signed for probably 10 million dollars worth of equipment that I was trusted to take care of, you know, on top of vehicles and then people's lives as well. So when then when you leave, it's like it's almost like your identity's stripped, yes. basically. Yeah. You know? And you're like, what the hell? Because that's what I felt like. I felt like I was lost. Like I had, and it, it was, and it wasn't like a power trip. It's just when you're good at your job, and I was really good at it, and I was good at uh, training. I was good at firing a weapon. I was, I had combat experience, and then to be medically retired out because I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and PTSD, it was like what the hell happened (laughs) you know it was like it was like someone literally ripped the carpet under and i fell and i'm sitting there like trying to figure out now what to do you know and it it, it took a while to figure out and that's that's kind of how all this started i had to get i had to get out of some toxic environments in order to do that then now now i have a good support system i have an amazing girlfriend their family is awesome I'm back in contact with my with my immediate family again because that was kind of scarce because of the toxic environment. So now when you, and it's amazing when you have that support system, when people actually are there for you and they push you, you you can you can do almost or I don't know, they say almost you can do anything. Right. You know, and that's and that's why I do this is to motivate people. But like I even say, um, you uh, or me can motivate the hell out of somebody, but we only get them to the finish line. They have to cross it, you know. They, 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 we can't cross it for them. Right. The opportunity for them to understand that this is America. There's just so much that you can do, right? There are just so many tremendous opportunities. Yes, there are not nice people out there. Yes, there are obstacles. Yes, there are challenges. But that's just part of life. And you just have to continue to plow forward, to go ahead and, and uh, to uh, capture that objective, which is to have a quality life to appreciate those things and those people around you that that love you and that that want you to do well and if you don't have that then get around get away from those people and find some people that have positive mindsets that can help you to elevate you and it's all about positioning and and developing relationships with positive people and again you said the toxic environment the worst environment you're in the worst decisions you make so when right. sometimes it, you know it's guilt by association, it's also those associations will drag you down. So sometimes you have to make hard decisions 
for the positive benefit of your life and your children and your wife and your family. And that's just, you know, part of the process is one thing that is constant. Well, there are three things that are guaranteed. You got to die. At some point, you got to pay taxes and there will be change. And change is not always bad, but change can be challenging. And you just have to rise to the occasion and, and, and seek out help and assistance. Don't be so bold and, 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 and strong-headed that I don't need anybody. We are, no one is an island into it of themselves. We all need other people just to have a conversation with, just to sit down and joke with, just to smell the roses along the way. The sunshine on your back, the fact that you can eat today, right? So there's, you know, many opportunities out there for you to seek quality of life and uh, appreciate what you do. And this is a phenomenal platform to help elevate people and just help them to understand this is America. You don't have to ask for permission. You do it. You can ask for forgiveness. Right. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And then you and I saw you. I wrote this down. And you talked about change can be challenging. And I think and it's and it's interesting because one of the most valuable skills a veteran has is networking. Yeah. Because you do it in the military. It's just when you need something or you need to borrow an equipment or you're setting up coordination for a training exercise or a range. Sometimes you have to outsource to different units. So you go walk down there, you send an email, and now you're building a networking. So now when they need something from you, they ask. But I think, and it happened with me too, is you forget that when you get out. You well, it's, it's a different type of networking relationship evolution out here because here you have to weed through the people that are not worthy of your time, energy, and effort. That yep. is part of the challenge is that most people don't have that natural skill set to learn how to weave through those people you do not need to deal with and to get to those people that can add value to you and you can add value to them. So, yes, we are experts at, at, at involving relationships, but in the military, it's a structured environment and most people are trying to do the right thing and, yeah. to, be, and, and to help everything to move forward in a, in a way and succeed. And that might be the objective of, of uh, taking a, a piece of property or or a, or a, a specific uh, objective in a, in a in a war situation uh, to to finish a project and, and to make it successful and to build a bridge or whatever it is we're doing we all collaborate and work together and it's just about getting the job done successfully at the highest possible level in the civilian world it's just different because you have to weed through all mm -hmm. these people that are full of boo-boo. And I live right. in Hollywood. So that's lots <laughs> of people lot, that man. are just a facade, right? They're just a, a fake front, right? So <laughs> you have to just have to build up that ability to weed through those people that are not worthy of your time, energy, and effort and get to those people that you can add value to and that people that can add value to you. Right, exactly. And that and that's how I came across to you because in and this all started with uh, the Inside Out Institute saying, hey, you need to interview people. And I was like, well, I've talked to people before. So then I started with some people that I knew that were in the military. And then it kind of just started getting bigger, you know, and, this, and that's where the networking part came in. It's like, OK, who do I know that can add value right now with the, what I'm trying to do with my mission? Right. So I go there and then I got the, the social media marketing manager of Vet TV to come on the platform. Then I got you. And then I have... Uh, my girlfriend's friend who was a Marine who went through some stuff uh, next week. And then I got uh, now I also lined up uh, a muse, she, the military comedian who works with Yusha Thomas. I have one lined up with her also. And then 
I just got contact with Mission 22. They they are a big program. They have uh, clothing apparel for stuff for veterans who commit suicide. I'm talking with their CEO, so that way they can come on here too. So it's like a building that network. And I say that, and it's not about gloating or boasting. It's for veterans to hear that, look, it, you have to reach out and talk to the right people. And I got in contact with you because of Tim. And I got in contact because of Tim because of Inside Out Institute. So it's, it's, it's like a daisy chain, except they're not IEDs. It's a daisy <laughs> chain of people, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not afraid of this daisy chain. So, and you have to like, use the, your, your relationships and ability to have conversations with people. And, and there are so many organizations and services that veterans qualify for and people want to help you. So please take the time and let the ego step, put the ego on the step, doorstep and ask for help. And somebody will guide you in a direction that you want to go and need to go. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the VA or any of the government agencies. There are lots of organizations out there and individuals that want to help you have a quality life and appreciate the sacrifices you made as a former military person. Right. And then, then Google is just the Internet is a is a whole nother animal. You type in nonprofit for veterans. The results are endless. They're endless. Yes. You know, yes. and yeah, some are state specific. Sure. Like I know there's some that are specific to California. There's some that are specific to uh, Minnesota. There's some that are specific to states, but there are some that are national. Right. You know, USA, USA, uh, USA cares. Uh, dot, I think it's dot org. They help with financial assistance. Uh, the uh, was it Pen Pentagon Federation or, or yeah, Pen Fed. They help with financial stuff and they help with uh, other resources. It's just you have to look for those. You know, they're not going to it's not like in the military where sometimes some people give you stuff when you get out. Right. You have to go get stuff like you go get stuff in the military. But at the same time, you're waiting for stuff back. There's no waiting here. No, if you wait, you're going to wait forever. You know? Right. And you and no, nobody knows you're out there. And that doesn't mean they don't care. It's just that you have to be more proactive and, and understand how to leverage platforms like this and technology. Uh, simple as a phone, simple as just uh, talking to somebody in an organization that can lead you down the path to get the services and support that you need to have quality life. Right. Exactly. And quality life is important. And then you shouldn't, and then, then like for me personally, and then I know my girlfriend taught me this. Like you, you don't. For me, I don't compete with anyone. Uh, I compete with myself. There you so, go. Yeah. So that and that's her saying. That's her air bunnies, air quotes on that one. I don't compete with anyone. I compete for. I compete with myself because when I compete with others, like and and then, then I get too absorbed in that, I lose focus on what I'm doing. So like with this now, I'm I'm competing with myself. So when this our little interview is done. How am I going to make the next one better? And how am I going to add more value to the next interview? So that way, then, if this one didn't touch somebody, the next one did. And that was my job as an artilleryman. We we provided fire down range. I reached out and touched somebody with them from rounds, far baby. away. Yeah, oh, steel rain all day. That's my shirt right here for my first unit, Fort Bragg, 321st Field Artillery. Uh, you know, reach out and touch someone from far away. And that that's what I'm trying to do right now. It's just ain't no steel bullets, so are. no one has to duck you and cover. Are. And let me clearly articulate that. You are making a positive impact on somebody's life today. You, They may never say it to you, and there may be somebody that does say it to you, but you are touching people in a positive way, and I salute you and your girlfriend and for the efforts and, uh, and sacrifices you're making to have this platform 
and and spend the time, energy, and effort to put these things together so that you can elevate people and give them the information they need to improve their lives. Uh, and I, I appreciate those kind of words. I'm grateful for those. And that's why I, I wanted to do it today because it's Thanksgiving, yes, but there could be someone watching or even hear about it by themselves right now. And maybe this right here will get someone off their ass to, to, to do something with their life. Right. You know, and that, that's why I wanted it. It was so important today. And I'm grateful that you, you actually came on today to do this with me on this day, because, yes, it's a holiday, but there are people who are deployed right now. Right. I've been there. I've been gone during all the holidays. My kids is being born. I missed all that stuff. So, like, now it's my turn to give back any way that I can, obviously socially because of COVID right now. But uh, still, <laughs> this, <laughs> this platform is is I'm trying to just push it and get people to help push it. And you help me push it. And I'm grateful for everyone that comes on because it just spreads the message just a little bit farther. And that's and all I'm trying to do. What, especially what individual you positively impacted today. I just yeah. want to repeat that. It's just uh, people are watching. Uh, you never know uh, how you elevated somebody. I was in a uh, subway and the student, I had, I had a class. I was, again, an English teacher, 17 years. And I was teaching at Southgate High School. And I had uh, the students who were preparing for the then the high school exit exam. And I had uh, 800 students that have every other day, 82 kids in, in a cafeteria. We were doing, you know, things related to preparing for a standardized test that would impact your life because if you couldn't take that test at the time, you couldn't get a high school diploma. And um, I'm in the subway and, I, and a little girl is serving me and all of a sudden, Mr. Grant, oh, wow, I want to thank you for your class. Right? You, uh, da, 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 da. So you never know how you're touching people. Uh, I think it's, it's always important to be nice to everybody. Mm -hmm. right? And of course, unless they're not being nice to you and then the, that portion of you, that's the the military individual can can uh, beat them down like a pit bull. Or <laughs> oh, Reggie, I, I still use escalation of force. You know, I still, I still you know, like escalation of force always is the right way. You know, right, so if, right, that's an appropriate I mean, time for that. Yeah, <laughs> for and, most and, you of know, the time, it's, it's just about being nice to people. Right, and, and you'd be surprised when you're when you're just nice to people, it, it comes back. You know, like. And, and I started doing this recently, like every now and then I go to the coffee shop down here. And if if I feel like inspired or if I'm told or I'm heard, hey, buy the person behind you a coffee, you know, I don't ask how much it is. What's, what's the most you could spend at a coffee shop? 10, 12 bucks. You right. know, that's if you have a full car. Didn't matter. I did it a couple of weeks ago. I just saw the person behind me. I looked back and I got the weird feeling. I couldn't see what it was, but I had that weird. And I was like. I told the, the 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 lady in there. I was like, "Hey, pay for their coffee too." And she's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, just just pay for it. Tell them it's good." Why? It's Friday. They need it, you know. And that's it. And I don't need nothing back. I don't ask for anything. I don't then because I know it'll come back to me. It's just it's about right. being humble, you know. That's when you're humble. That's when you get stuff back. Yeah, and it's part of that. It, there's karma in the in the ethosphere, right? So, mm -hmm. doing good is you know, as the old adage goes, doing to others as you want done unto you. And you want to treat people with kindness, and so many times that comes back tenfold. And you right. say, "Well, wow, this this you know dropped in my lap." No, mm -hmm. you created that environment, right, where you're doing things in a positive way, and and you'll get some of that positive energy back. Yeah. 
And that's why I would say people always talk about karma. When they refer to karma, they always refer to it in a bad way. Now, I, I always refer to karma. I, I tell people oh, karma collects, but karma also. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> karma will collect her debt. It doesn't matter when, but she will. She don't forget. And karma will get that ass. But karma will also give you if you do well. And people don't really highlight that part. So when you're doing well, that's karma and, and the creator, God, saying, hey, here you go. This is for you because you did well. Now, when you do bad, they smack you upside the head and say, hey, here, this is what you get for being a dummy. You, you know? <laughs> but, and we all have our moments. Now, none oh, of yes. us are perfect. And it's oh, <clears throat> and people forget it is okay to have failures. Yes. Failures are your steps towards success. It's like being a salesman and you talk to 100 people to get that one sale. But you had to talk to the 99 to get the one. So failure is okay. Just mm -hmm. keep continue to move forward. Continue to understand that our support systems and people out there that that really appreciate the sacrifices that the veterans have made and want to help you to have a better life. If right. I can be of any service, please reach out to me. I'm always available. I can't hide. You can find me at welcomehome.vet. You can find me at reginaldgrant.com. You can just find me. Google me. You can find me. I, I can't hide. You're out there. I typed in your name and boom, you popped up right there. I was like, oh, there he is. So there are 150,000 Reggie Grants, but you typed yeah. in Reggie Grant. I own that space, baby. <laughs> it took me It took me a second to find you on Instagram. Now I had to type in Reggie. You know, yeah, that is a bunch of stuff on Instagram, but uh, I do a little bit on there. But but yeah, but if you just <laughs> Google me, you'll find my ball, ball head. <laughs> right. Oh. And I think another it up on another, you, like, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and I think uh, another important thing too is I know a lot of it is uh, fear for veterans. They're afraid of rejection and whether they want to admit it or not, um, they'll they'll pass it off as oh well, I don't need that. I'm this. No, it's it, it's a form of fear. And I learned this in psychology here at Portland State University, and also you know it re it kind of reignited when I was deployed. When when you're afraid and you have fear, you created that in your mind. So you, your mind created what you're afraid of. So that means you were able to defeat what you're afraid of because you created it. You know, you, you, you invented that. So when you invent something or you make something, you can take it apart. It's like right. putting together a piece of furniture or uh, a model. You put it together, you can take it apart too because you did it. So right. if you have to just face those fears head on, and we all have things that are challenging for us, no matter mm -hmm. who you are, even these rich people and celebrities and everybody has challenges. We're all people. Money doesn't mean that you, you solve all your problems. It means you have different kinds of problems. I have a, a buddy whose daughter, uh, they're fairly wealthy and his daughter was at a, a little barbecue and she hit the ignite button on the barbecue and it blew up on her. So she's in a burn unit now. Oh, no. Right. Oh, but God, she's recovering. She's positive. She's facing the challenges that she has medically and she's keeping her mind in a positive way and moving forward. So you can recover from anything as long as you're alive. You're above yeah. ground. You have an opportunity to change whatever it is the dynamics of your situation is. You just have to begin that process and say, I need help. I want help. I'm afraid. But let me face my fear and, and, and go towards that and try to get something done. 
and there are so many organizations and services that you can get reach out to and don't be afraid to ask and they will help elevate you into right. the place that you need to be and that is always about having quality of life and being able to smell the roses along the way right and it, and it's and all that ties into resiliency they they pound that into your head not in the beginning when i joined the army but about midway through the resiliency there's a, you know you go through uh resiliency training every quarter how to bounce back and i'll never forget it's always hunt the good stuff that's one of the things they always talk about hunt the good stuff because the bad stuff is all around so you have to actively hunt for good stuff right and 97 percent of the things that you see will come at you uh, in the media and uh, social media on, on the TV are negative. Mm-hmm. So you have to block that negative out. Be a filter. No, I'm not letting your negative energy come in and invade my space. Stop. I'm only taking the positive stuff. I'm going to yeah. nurture myself with the positive energy. Be around positive people like you. Look at positive programs. Read positive stuff. And it'll really have a positive impact in your life. Right. And I know me personally, like I'll go on YouTube and there's a lot of good like motivate, like people do the motivation of the speakers and they compile videos and make them with like workout videos or things. And they actually work pretty good. And I know for me, like if I'm feeling like a little lacking or I put one of those on and it's like something like just ignites and it kind of gets me going again because it, it, it drives home what you're trying to what, what your objective is. And if you listen to one of those, they, they go from anywhere from four minutes to about 30. I mean. And, it, and if you feel something inside, for those listening, if you listen to one of those, like Fearless Motivation is a really good one. Fearless Motivation, uh, Ben Lionel Scott, uh, Matseus M, they do really good stuff. And if you feel something while listening to one of those, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not in the right place. And your spirit is trying to tell you right there because you feel uncomfortable. Right. So that means you need to go ahead and reevaluate what you're doing in your situation because that video triggered something. It, it's, it, it woke something up. And that's what it does for me when I feel I'm kind of like not sure. I'll put one on and I go, okay, I'm motivated again. Let's get it. You know, and that's, and that's what I try to do here. And we all platform. need to be recharged. We're like batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get burned down. You get tired. You, have to go, you go to sleep because you're tired because your body says it needs to rest and recharge. We have to do the same things with our mind and spirits. We have to rest and recharge them, put positive things in so that we can be recharged in a positive way. And then we can use that energy to have, have better lives. Right. Of course. And that and that that's that's perfect. That's that's a perfect way to, to tie this in to to close this show. So and I know I always ask people every time if there's one message that you can give to veterans who are listening or even civilians, too, um, because I know I have both. But. I, I just do the veterans first because this is a veteran podcast. So if you can pass a message to, to people, what, what would you say? Understand that, that there are people out there that really want you to succeed. And you have the right as a veteran, or even just as an American citizen, to have quality of life. And you, it is available. Just be willing to understand it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. Just reach out for somebody that can help you elevate. Reach out for those that really care about you. And just uh, continue to strive and move forward to have quality of life and enjoy every moment. Whether it's the sunshine, whether she had a meal, whether she have a conversation with your family member. 
right? You tell somebody you love them a day and, and, and elevate somebody else. And I guarantee you it will elevate you. That's all. That's that's perfect. So if anything today, send a message or give a call someone you ain't spoke to in a while, especially today. Watch the response you get. I promise you, you'll feel happy and you'll probably lift that other person's day too. Uh, Reggie, I appreciate you for coming on the show. I am grateful for you coming on today on Thanksgiving. Uh, I appreciate everyone who was able to tune in, uh, listening, even though I'm sure a lot of people preparing dinners. Uh, I know this will get spread around and I'll share it to some groups also. So that way people can hear our message today. Uh, so again, thank you for coming on. And I have a special t- treat for you guys the following week. Um, I have a funny military comedian who's pretty popular on Facebook and Instagram coming on next week. So that'll be a good one. We're diving into some pretty deep stuff with her and like a lot of things that she went through. She said she's an open book and willing to talk about anything. So that that's awesome. And people could check out it as well. But again, Reggie, thanks for coming on. And I really appreciate you coming on the show today and talking. Appreciate it, my friend. You have an exceptional day. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Be safe. Stay sane, even though I'm not. And uh, <laughs> just smell the roses along the way and tell somebody you love them. That's right. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody. See you guys next week. My pleasure, guys.